welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Well, good afternoon. Today is uh, August the 23rd. I'm with Scott Patty with the Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We are doing this virtually. So if the recording sounds a little different, that's because we're not in the same room. That's right. I think I just actually heard a little blip in it. So maybe that's, maybe they've already detected that. (laughs) Maybe they already know. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Good. You doing all right today, sir? I'm I'm doing well, doing well. Good Good to be with you, even if it's remotely. That's right. That's right. Man, we've had some busy Sundays, a lot going on at Grace and a lot of new mm-hmm. people coming in. And it's just been great to meet new people, connect them to Grace. And we've had a new members class going on. It's just been good. Yeah, like new members ministry. and some adult classes have started, new adult classes have started. And those seem to be helpful to people, encouraging spiritually and full uh, as well. People coming and the, the gathering hall is noisy. Coffee, coffee's on, the fellowship's happening. Yeah. And, uh, man, what a, what a great time in August we've had with, with people coming back to worship after mm-hmm. long summer and lots of travel. And it seems like folks are home now. And so yep. it's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Kids are back in school. Yep. Back in school. So here we go. <laughs> well, I want to talk a little bit about the sermon on Sunday and, um, okay. we're, we're still in that time before Jesus goes to the cross and he's with his disciples and, um, I don't know. Sometimes I think, Scott, when I'm, I was reading, was hearing you preach about this uh, dialogue between Jesus and his disciples. And sometimes I look at Jesus' ministry and I thought, I don't, if I'm trying to gain a bunch of followers and it's my last moments on earth, I'd probably try to gather a huge crowd and try to rally the troops. And mm-hmm. he's hunkered down with his disciples teaching. Yeah. Him. And, and saying just, hard things. He's yeah. saying very hard things, which comes to Sunday's sermon. We talked about having tribulation in the world. So if you would give us a little recap from Sunday. Okay. Uh, yeah, Matthew, um, Matthew, goodness, uh, <laughs> Matthew, I've been John a year. Where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that's next. Hey, no, you, at least we're not. still in the gospel. So that's, yeah, good. that's right. John 16, John 16, 33, uh, Jesus said, these things I have said to you that in me, you might have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's Jesus again, right? Like that's the final words of what we call the farewell discourse, mm-hmm. right? The next verse, chapter 17, Jesus is going to start praying for them, but he's talking to them at this point. And uh, it's in this whole season of preparation. He's preparing their minds, their hearts, their faith for when he, when he departs th- by way of the cross and the resurrection and the ascension, he's given them a lot of promises and a lot of instructions. And then this final verse uh is where he says really two promises you're going to have tribulation but i've overcome the world and then he and then he exhorts them to to take heart mm-hmm. so that's where we want to live as christians here we are we're we're right here we're right in this place mm-hmm. between christ's ascension and the gift of the spirit to the church yep and then we're waiting for his return and it's been 2000 years that we've been living in this day um and his promise holds true. We, we, the church is today and will always has been, is, will experience tribulation. Um, but Christ has overcome the world. The victory is his and, and therefore ours in Christ. 
Mm-hmm. And there's the there's the final promise. And and what the point of all of this is Jesus is pulling his disciples along. He's he's put the reality of the end in front of them, his victory over all evil, sin, Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that victory pulls us along. You know, John, the same writer, wrote later in in uh, in the New Testament in the book of First John, the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Well, the victory that overcomes the world is Christ, and then we have faith in Christ, and therefore in Christ we overcome. Yeah. So so that that's the exhortation. We're to take heart and press on um, in faithfulness to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it was great at the beginning of the sermon. You were talking a lot about. Uh, J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God, and you mm-hmm. mentioned how helpful he was in your walk about being a realist yeah. uh, in, in your faith. And in one of those is where we're at right now, which is there's that that thought that you may have been told that, well, if I follow Jesus, then all my problems will go away. Mm-hmm. But the reality is Jesus is promising, no, following me means you will have tribulation in this world. Mm-hmm. And I just think a great reminder for us is, because I think sometimes, Scott, and this is just a side note, but when you were preaching, it was encouraging to me to go, I think sometimes when you get in a hard place in life, you think, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why am, what, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Because it should be going better. Now, yeah. there could be things, I could be doing something wrong, but, right. you know. But those are the two unrealities that Packer talks about in yeah. that chapter in Knowing God. Uh, one, the first unreality is that by being converted to Christ, uh, that that I'll move into a trouble-free world. Mm-hmm. The second unreality is when I don't move into a trouble-free world, when I actually have trouble, that it's somehow something I'm doing wrong yeah. rather than the normal course of the Christian life whereby God matures us. Yeah. And, and he, he's calling for reality. I just love that phrase. Yeah. I read it years ago and it really helped me. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, we, we need to be realistic. Yeah. And, 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 um, and, and not, not uh, promise to people or ourselves more than God intends to accomplish right now. Yeah. He, he puts it that way. So realism yeah. says uh, we're, we're in Christ, but we're in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world, we will have tribulation. Right. But we're in Christ, so there will be victory. That, that's yeah. the realism that we... Yeah, and I, it's such a good thing, I think, because I've had conversations with friends in the past, believers, and when they get into that kind of funk, you know, again, it, it, they could be in a funk because of sin, but I'm talking about the ones that are just living in normal tribulation in the world. Mm-hmm. And they would start doubting their salvation and going, mm-hmm. I, I just, something's wrong. And it was almost more of a, no, it may be more proof that you are in Christ because mm-hmm. of the trouble that you're facing. Like mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the friction you're feeling living in the world as a citizen of heaven, that's, that's kind of that's where that tribulation comes from, and that's where mm-hmm. that friction comes from in the world. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. just in, it, was, it was a side encouragement, I feel like, from when you began the sermon, a reminder for us to know that that there is a promise that we're going to have tribulation in this world, um, yeah. which is coming from Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. So here's here's a question where I want us to spend our time. This this idea of living in the world and loving the world at the same time, but also standing for truth. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we walk that line well by, because you talked about, you know, the world is going to hate you, but you're not called to hate the world. And 
So this challenge that we, I guess it's that friction that I was just talking about, that we live in this world and we want to be true to the gospel. We want to live for truth, but we want to be loving. And sometimes those, when they intersect, it become, it feels like it becomes messy. I don't know. So how do we walk that line well? Like what are some good mindsets to have thinking? How would you pastorally encourage us as we kind of walk in that way? Oh, that's a lot. That was a big question. There's a lot there. Uh, um, so I don't, you know, how, all right. Well, uh, according to Jesus here in John 14, 15, and 16, mm-hmm. um, there are several things going on. Number right. one, Jesus is calling us to live for him as his followers in faithfulness by the truth, in, in unity with one another, mm-hmm. uh, for the glory of God. Um, in obedience, all of that, every abiding in him. And he's called us to live that way in the world. Mm-hmm. He, he has not taken us out of the world. We are not in heaven. His church is on earth right now because it is through the preaching of the gospel and the ministry of the church that uh, Christ is winning people and expanding the kingdom, uh, making disciples. Okay. So we're, we're here. We're, we're in Christ but we're also in the world. We're not of the world. So the Bible makes it very clear that Christ has taken us out of one domain into the other, out of darkness and sin, hostility toward God, into light, truth, um, and the domain of the beloved son, Jesus. Um, so that that's another thing. The, the other thing that Jesus said in John 15, as you just mentioned, he said, if the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. Mm-hmm. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Mm-hmm. So we should be prepared as the people who are going to identify with Jesus Christ, are going to follow him as Lord. We should be prepared to, to be hated, to not yeah. be liked, or to not be accepted just as Jesus was hated and rejected and not accepted. And so we just, we just need to be prepared for that. That, that, that is the realism. Now, how do we live in that reality? Well, we don't hate the world back. Jesus did not come to create a war between his people and people who are not his people. Jesus came to redeem people out of the world into his family, keep them on earth, so that they would be faithful to him and love the very world that hates them. Mm-hmm. They are to bring the gospel truth and the lordship of Jesus Christ to the world, a world that hates them. And when the world hates them, they're not to hate them back. We're not to hate them back. We're to love. Mm. So we, just, we, we walk in that. Is it, you know, you mentioned the word messy. Oh, yes. It's, it's very messy. Yeah. But it's reality. Yeah. And you just look at history. You look at the book of Acts, yeah. which gives us the beginning history of the church. And then you look at the rest of church history and faithfulness to Christ um, has never resulted in a total acceptance of Christ by the world. Right. And it never will. Mm-hmm. Uh, faithfulness to Christ um, is side by side and, and loving, loving the world, tr- truth and love, both still are in the context of the tribulation that comes from living in the world. Yeah. And so we have to gird up our minds for that and, 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 and um, 
and be prepared. That that's what yeah. Jesus is doing. I don't know if I I'm, I'm kind of rambling. No, but so I'm, what I've I just wrote some things down and that were good. I mean, I think what you're saying is first of all is looking at what has led up to this statement from Jesus, and all of what has led up to this statement about you having tribulation. All of those things, which we've talked about in the sermons, is prepping you for that tr- that troubled world you're going to live in, mm-hmm. which is living. What, why does he call you to live in unity? Well, because you're going to live in a troubled world, and y'all need to be unified. You need to be mm-hmm. loving one another, encouraging one another. So, uh, you're going to live in a troubled world. That's why you need the Spirit. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think there's that reminder, and also I'm hearing you say again another dose of reality, which could help us is to understand that even if we're faithful to the gospel, even if we go love like Christ calls us to love, there will never be a time this side of eternity where we're going to have full acceptance from the world. That's right. And that's a helpful, I I think that's just a helpful mindset to take in. Like if your goal is to have everyone love you in the world, you're not going to achieve that. Like history has shown us that, Acts shows us that, and and Jesus Jesus has promised it. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty simple. I mean, that, that that's the reality. Yeah. Um, you know, now, uh, you know, there we need to live in the world. Uh, we have a citizenship that, you know, we're good citizens in the world. We love people. We love our neighbor. We certainly don't want to do things that cause the world to hate us in an artificial yeah. way. That's good. Um, but I think it's just naive to believe that that we can that we can be faithful to Christ and somehow win the favor of the world. Yeah. That's not our that's not our our concern. Our concern is to preach the gospel, make disciples, love our neighbors, live in a quiet fashion, a godly fashion as as we're called to do. Um that's our calling. Yeah. And when we do that, um you know, there will be times when people say I'm 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 interested in what you're what, who you are and what you're about. And, and they may come to faith in Christ. Yeah. And, and then there are times when people won't do that. They will right. reject that. Yeah. Um, and we just need to be, we need to not be okay, but we need to, we need to accept that reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then trust that God is going to work and sovereignly work as he will in, yeah. in the world through the church. Yeah, that's good. So I'm, I'm hearing you say a lot of things there. You know, one is don't go, seek out hatred, meaning don't That's right. act in such a way where you'd be welcoming hatred and then just go, oh, well, see, the world hates me. It's like, well, maybe, but maybe you're not loving well or whatever the case right. may be. That's right. But you I'm know, also Peter, hearing Peter... you say, but but I'm also hearing you say, but living in faith, there will be people that will turn to Jesus and there will yeah. be people that will say, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, yeah. you said trust. I think for me, as I hear you talk, it really comes down to a trusting the Lord, like I'm going to go be faithful the way he's called me to be faithful, but the outcome and how it plays out is really not up to me. I'm going to have to trust the Lord in his working, whether turning to him or even if I'm in a position where I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting hatred from the world because of my faith, trust the Lord, even in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 One thing that we need to think about too is the whole concept of of the world and the church, or the world and Christians, or the world and church. You know, I think we need to be really careful that we don't create an us versus them mindset. That's good. Um, the the point that the reality is is that everybody is a part of the world. 
Yeah. Everybody, every human being has an in, has a, has a, an in inward hostility mm-hmm. toward the Lordship of Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. It's only by grace. Jesus said it. It's only by grace that we, that he has chosen his, his church, his people mm-hmm. out of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and meaning made them his, his people as the, as the identity, the greater identity than, than anything in the world and has put them in reconciliation with God versus hostility toward God, which is what defines the world. Mm-hmm. That's only by his grace. Yeah. So we never take on the us versus them. We take on the thank the, the attitude of thank God for his grace. Yeah. Because apart from his grace, I would still be in that hostile place of the world. Yeah. Um, and so we live on earth, but not of the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you seem to be careful that we don't that we don't think somehow we got ourselves out of the world or somehow we were yeah. you know born a different way than everybody else in the world. We're in Christ by grace through faith. That's it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's not that we climbed out of the world. It's that the grace of God pulled us out of the world into His yeah. kingdom. Yeah. And you know sometimes you hear Christians speak with such disgust for the world. Uh, Christians should speak with being provoked by it and being grieved by, by the sin of the world. But apart from the grace of God, we are the world. We, we yeah. are still in the world, Yeah, you know, but yeah. God has transferred us to, to the kingdom of Christ and the, yeah. of his beloved son. I kind of liken it, Scott, you know, we both have had back issues in our life and, you know, there's, there's times where people, you know, will, I'll be, man, my back is bugging me and they've never had back issues. And they're like, I don't understand. It's just, it's just back issues. Like, yeah, just need to get over it. Like, it's okay. Like toughen up. And I had a friend recently who I work out with started having back issues. He goes, oh man, now I know what it's like. And in a, in, a, in a similar way, it's like, we should never be on this side acting as though like we were once in the world. So we, we yeah. always have that, man, I know what it's like to be there. And so yeah. there's a, a humility and maybe a care and compassion that says, man, I long for you to know what I know, but I, I, I've been there. I've had the quote unquote back issue. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. there. I have, I have compassion and I want you to know the truth. And mm-hmm. so it's that similar way. We never get, I'm hearing you say it on this side of, of it and going, well, I, I just, you know, it's an us versus them mentality. It's yeah. an always, I get where you are. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I know we're pressed for time here. I want to be conscious of that, but, um, we need to remember that Jesus said, I've overcome the world Yeah, yeah, and that we're to take heart and that he's going to give us peace. So this we know, uh, that in the world we have tribulation, but the, at the cross of Christ, there was a decisiveness, mm-hmm. a, a decisive uh, dealing with the penalty, uh, the punishment, the wrath of God against our sin. Yeah. At the cross, there was a decisive uh, blow to mm-hmm. Satan who, who loves to keep people deceived and in, and in rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the cross, there was a decisiveness against the hostility of the world yeah. toward him as Jesus, uh, paid the penalty for sin and reconciled human beings out of the world in, into God. The resurrection is, is, is that, that declaration that everything on the cross actually is true and real and effective yeah. that, that, that the merits of Christ on the cross accomplished our salvation. Yeah. That, that's the resurrection. So the return will be the evidence of that victory in a way that we've never seen. Yeah. And we really need to take heart. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we really have reason to be hopeful and to press on, yeah. uh, knowing that, that the new, the new world is to come yeah. and we're going to be brought into it and be with Christ.
That's good to, that's a good word to end on. And I was thinking about that word and, you know, my, my negativity was like, but boy, it doesn't look like he's gained much victory. I'm looking around and I, you know, it's just this passage that I just came to my mind when Jesus is before Pilate and it looks like everything's out of control mm-hmm. and Pilate's, you know, like, you know, I have the authority mm-hmm. and she's like, no, no, you don't. Like, basically the reason why you're here right now is because of, of like, it's the sovereign hand of God. This is all like I'm in control. I think that's helpful to understand that in this world, when we think about his victory, he's in control of it all. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to get even better as we get yeah. to eternity. And so it's good just to be reminded that he's, he's one and we're yeah. going to may not always understand it, but he's there and he's in control. So, mm-hmm. well, Scott, that's very helpful. I appreciate uh, the words uh, on living in the world and loving, but also being truthful and how we can think. Um, and we're going to be continuing on, I'm assuming next week. Yes. We have one more sermon out of the farewell discourse and it's on prayer. Great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, great. Well, in that, be praying if you're listening to this for Sunday as we gather together as a congregation and hear his word. And we'll we'll see you guys on Sunday. Thanks, Justin. All right.